Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. Eric Bischoff here. And have you heard about Strictly Business? Strictly Business is a brand new weekly series exclusively on adfreeshows.com. Join me and my co-host, John Alba. Every Tuesday, as we take a deep dive into the business of the professional wrestling business, and this is some straight-up business talk here, no fanboy nonsense. We discuss television contracts, advertising, licensing, and, of course, the highly debated ratings. So if you want an unfiltered, brutally honest, anti-fanboy understanding of the professional wrestling industry, well, Strictly Business is the series for you. And hey, if Elon Musk likes my tweets, and he did, you're going to love Strictly Business. Sign up now and listen at adfreeshows.com. Do you love wrestling podcasts but hate all the ads? Well, you can get all the great podcasts early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It only starts at 9 bucks a month, but you get exclusive series at adfreeshows.com, like Title Chase, Eric Fires Back, Conversations with Conrad, and tons more, and a chance to interact with your favorite podcast hosts every month. See for yourself why thousands of other wrestling fans say adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Adfreeshows.com. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. What's going on, everyone? It's another edition of DDP Snake Pit, wherever you get your podcasts, exclusively here on Podcast Heat. I'm John Alvin. I'm joined, as always, by the two bonafide Hall of Famers. First, Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, how's it going? Oh, absolutely fabulous, man. I want to apologize to the fans out there right now. I'm wearing the same shirt as I did last week because Dallas forgot his, 
and I didn't want to make him look bad. I'm wearing the same thing too. Dallas, how are you? <laughs> Actually, he's the one that had it. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll indeed. We're talking the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase on the snake pit this week. Oh, and- God. Oh, God, that's your first reaction. Why is yes. that your first reaction? I yeah. love Ted DiBiase. <laughs> I know you do, too. Uh, I do, too. I tell you, when, when, we were, when we were going through the resurrection, and we were filming the resurrection of Jake Snake, you know, we got Ted, and Ted, Ted said some really cool stuff. Um, but, you know, it was in touch with me along the way, along with Jake, you know, how he was doing. And then we were at... Um, they had brought me in to do like it was the Legends Night, so all the legends were there. Oh, that's right. And um, on Raw, yeah. on, on Raw, and me and Booker T did a little bit in the back, and you know did the foot over the head, and Ron Simmons came in with a damn, and uh, you know it was always a good, always a good fun pop. But Ted, we had done all the thing where you know me and Piper and Flair and Slaughter and. All of us were all lined up, and they brought all of us out at one time. And after that, Teddy's getting ready to leave. And I'm like, Teddy, I go, you got to stay. You got to just stick, stick around to the end. I got, there's something's going to happen here today. Oh, D, I, you know, I would, but I got to get back. Bye, bye. I go, really? I, I really, I, I'm telling you, you're really going to want what you say. He goes, I, I just got to go, blah, blah, blah. And then when he heard that they were sneaking, you know, they, that Jake had showed up. He was so pissed, but I wasn't going to tell him. I wasn't going to tell anybody because nobody knew. Nobody knew, man. They held me in a damn cage, <laughs> a trailer all day long, man. Eight hours in a damn trailer waiting to go out and do that spot. And, and when I did the, uh, the the rumble, they put shit all over you and they get you in there early. It's the same thing. Yeah. They hide you so that you know it doesn't get out on the damn internet. And then when Jake came out, man, what a great pop that was. We Whoa. talked about it a few weeks ago, but uh, it was Th- Theodore, you know, he was bummed out that uh, and he sold it so great when we talked to him on Resurrection. <laughs> like, oh, God, I wish I would have. Yeah, it was a hell of a pop. Man. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great thing. And it, it was the beginning of everything coming full circle. Yeah. That was my first taste. Well, I am very excited to take a dive into your run, in particular, Jake, with Ted DiBiase, because you guys had some awesome heated stuff going on back in the late 80s into the early 90s, especially in the World Wrestling Federation. But you were telling me off air the first time that you interacted with Ted was as a referee. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like 1974, 75. Did you referee his match? I refereed his match. No He was wrestling my father. No kidding. And it was a DQ, and back when they had DQs, and uh, basically it was one of those situations where he had gotten my father down and wouldn't get off of him. He's choking him, choking him, choking him, and I come up, and he shoves me away. Come up, he shoves me away. Come up, he shoves me away. I ring the bell. I come over, trying to get him off. He won't get off of him. So I go, Ted, why don't you just go ahead and nail me? He goes, 
boom, God almighty damn. <laughs> I guess he didn't really want to do that. <laughs> Man, he tatered me. Uh, but he told me later it's because he was on his knees and he's throwing it back this way. Right. He said, I moved. Yeah, my ass. <laughs> Dude, you were so green then. Oh, my God. My money's on Ted. Here. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Let me tell you, when I first started refereeing, the fans loved me. They, you caught everything. I, if I didn't see it, I called it anyway. <laughs> you know? And uh, then they had to set me down in a bag and say, you got to let the guys get some heat, you know? <laughs> and, of course, then I went too far. You know? I saw nothing. You know? <laughs> man, Sorry, at first. You were Sergeant Slo- yeah. Schultz from Hogan's Yes. Bureau. I see nothing. <laughs> let, let's, let's do a right, right time for now. Like we're we're eleven months apart. Is Ted our age, or is he a little younger us? Or Ted is sixty eight years old. Oh, he's older. So so you're older than you. So sixty six. He says sixty eight. Yeah, (laughs) I think it's more seventy (laughs) one. So uh, okay, all right. So so bottom line is how now you're like twenty. So he's like twenty one. So because his dad was a wrestler too, right? Yeah. And Ted had been out in, in uh, Amarillo, and they'd they'd schooled him early. Oh, schooled him, really. yeah. And uh, you know, he went to college out there and, and stuff. And uh, of course, in college, he was with with Tully Blanchard, right? Was there the yeah. Terry Funk in that area Terry too? Funk, yeah, <laughs> they they all went through West Texas, right? Uh, Tully Blanchard still holds the records for uh, most interceptions. Does he really? Yeah. Wow. That's oh, wild. yeah. They I think Tully was a great athlete. They, they said that he. It was run, run, and interception. (laughs) They had no line, and they were just coming at him, and he just chunked it just to save his life. Yeah. Yeah, Who else was in there? Wait wait a minute. You're talking about he's the quarterback. Yes. Oh, he said interception. I thought you meant for him. No, no, quarterback. Yeah, okay. West Texas. Who else was in that group? Oh, doggone. Does Dusty in that? What, Dusty's from West Texas? I think Dusty went through there, too. And Murdoch? I don't know if Murdoch was, but he was out there yeah. with the water group they had back then, man. My God. When you look back at that Dusty, Murdoch, Terry, and there's others. It's so funny because you know, you go to an area that was hot. Yeah. And you'll find guys who all came from that area. Yeah. Like Minnesota, of course, was like oh that with God Rude and um perfect, and, perfect and warriors warriors i mean it was then, so then barry darso barry darso sure uh yeah. nails oh god yeah they're just you get that little a group of guys of they love it they love you know they love wrestling and and they love that athletic thing and then they just feed out of it into it was it. a great breeding ground man. right you know and back in those days the territory were great breeding grounds that's one of the things that's hurt this business is that when Vince took over, he killed off all the breeding grounds. Right. Well, this is kind of coming back now, It's coming back now with the independence and stuff, but they're still a a couple of steps away. But uh, Well, they need to work more. That's all. Yeah, that's 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 the problem. That's that's what the territories had. I just shot a thing with... uh, with the guy Evan, who you know from Dark Side of Wrestling, it's called the uh, um, Territories. God, what the hell is the name of it? Like uh, yeah, Tales yeah. of the Territories, Tales of the Territory, Unreal yeah. Tales of the Territories. And I did uh, um, 
did it with uh, for the AWA, and I was kind of like the ringleader. Deuce wasn't Medusa yeah. was involved. Greg Gagne, who yeah. still looks great. Greg, Greg still he's beat up, but he still looks great. Kenny Patera was oh there. Um, and um, oh my god, I'm oh, having a brain fart right now. Yeah. Um, Killer bees. Brian uh, Blair. Nope, nope. Um, Jim Brunzel. Jimmy Brunzel. <laughs> Sorry, hey, Jimbo. I had a brain weird. fart there. I love that guy. Oh, what a what great a guy. What a what a great guy he was. He, he <laughs> traveled with me in, 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 in WWE for a short period of time, like two nights. <laughs> the you? second night, we were in L.A., and I went out and played a little too much and came back to the room, and evidently I left the bathroom door open. And the snake was in the bathroom. Oh, God. Oh, no. Michelle was terrified of that damn snake. <laughs> you know, and even to get him to share a room, I said, see how the door shuts, Jim? That's all we got to do. Shut the door. Here's oh, yeah, a bottle. Take a piss in the middle of the night. Piss in a bottle. <laughs> oh, you know, or the floor, like I did. Anyway. Please. Uh, sometimes. Just for Duggan. <laughs> and evidently, I left the door open. And Brunzel's asleep. And the snake crawls across oh his face. No. In the middle of the night. That would be it. It freaks him out. He tries to wake me up, but I don't wake up. And I wake up the next morning to a sweating, terrified Jim Brunzel sitting on the top of a chair. Oh, my goodness. Back with his feet in the seat. And he's staring at the snake. Mm. That wouldn't have been my favorite and, spot uh, either, dude. <laughs> that was the last time he stayed the night with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was great talk. He had some great stories. That's awesome. Um, oh God, yeah. Yeah, the all you know that 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 uh. Well, he was around Rashki and all those. Guys. Yeah, the I thought Barman Rashki was going to come originally, but they changed it up at the last minute or whatever. Well, but it was fun to do. So that's another. That's another show that's coming out on Vice. Yeah, we uh, did one for the Mid South. Oh, did you Mid South? Me and uh, who are you with? Me and Jr. and Freebird. Um, Michael Pansay's yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and somebody else. I forget. Brain fart. Yeah, that's where I was. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be a cool show. That should be out there coming uh, probably this fall. I would think. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And and the, oh, and now I also got I also got a plug that um everybody loves the collectibles the and you you have your own uh action, your action um, figure that well the new it's like kind of like a little statue though because they sent me one the, the ones that uh that um that sin's doing, sin's doing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, yeah. Pre- pretty cool yeah um they're awesome man so um greg Ganya got together with this guy who's like yeah uh, who company. used to be a big 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 toy Big big toy company. Uh, they did. They did Ninja Turtles. So that's that, that says it all. That's you know? big. Um, but uh, they have so many. They. I want to say that Greg's got over a hundred different, you know, names. And yeah. we're talking about everything from uh, the Crusher you know, the Bruiser. Yes, Crusher Bruiser. Um, uh, ben Rock. You know, Baron Varashki. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to say. You know, there's a lot of the other bigger names. I, I don't know yeah, so I don't I, exactly. I wanted to, but I couldn't. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's um, it, it's going to be really cool, and uh, and they're going to do families too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they wanted me for was for me and Rock and Robin and my dad, and right? Sam Houston, right? But it's it's going to be another cool line of things that people can collect, and because uh, you're not going to, no one's got them. 
You know, so that, that, you know, there's some of them that'll be up there that that are everywhere, you know, and then there's others will be, you know, very limited edition. So it's going to be interesting to see for the fans to come. So by now, you know, that on this show, we're all about getting better. And one of the ways I've started to get better is I'm using athletic greens, AG one every single morning. And I have to admit at first I was a little skeptical because my wife recommended it to me and well, she's recommended some things that don't taste all that great. But not only does it taste pretty good, I'm actually feeling better than ever. And I give 100% of the credit to that to AG one. Let me explain what's going on here. AG one and just one scoop every day, one delicious scoop every day has you absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day out. Right. This special blend of ingredients supports gut health your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your aging, all the things. But what's worked for us is it's easy to travel with. It doesn't taste bad. Uh, and man, I just know that I'm getting everything I need in one single serving every day. Uh, I also want to mention, because this is important to me. If you have a weird diet, maybe you're, uh, trying some new things. Maybe you're keto, maybe you're paleo, maybe you're vegan, maybe you're dairy free, maybe you're gluten free. AG one is still for you. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial, anything. And it still tastes good. Uh, it's also going to support better sleep quality and recovery. It's going to support mental clarity and alertness. And by the way, it's pretty doggone affordable. It costs you less than $3 a day. And really you're investing in your health and that's probably cheaper than whatever you're spending on your coffee, right? Uh, it's cheaper than getting all these different supplements yourselves. And this is almost like investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. But what I'm most excited about is you don't have to take my word for this. Seriously, go just check out Athletic Greens reviews. What you'll find is more than 7,000 five-star reviews. And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash snake. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash snake to take advantage and take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash snake. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Well, I want to talk about the territory stuff because this is good. And and in fact, you start in Georgia with him at Championship Wrestling from Georgia. Your first official match with him is August 5th, 1984. It's a battle royal. And listen to the talent that is in this match. Tim Horner, Bob Root, Brad Armstrong, Bruno Sammartino Jr., Dale Vesey, the Italian Stallion. I host Matt Hardy's podcast, and we've had a lot of Italian Stallion stories yeah. uh, yourself. Jerry Blackwell, Jerry Oates, Ronnie Garvin, Steve Travis, Ted DiBiase. Uh, what a collection of talent that is. And that's the first time you're in the ring with him officially. Wow. Uh, 
Uh, I remember that. (laughs) Well, that leads into you going to work in Mid-South with him. Uh, Okay, okay. I got you. You have a program where it's a series of singles matches and tag matches. Uh, If it's a tag match, it's you and the Barbarian facing him and Dr. Death. And then if it's a singles match. Let me tell you what happened there. Let's hear it. When I'm in the ring, Ted must be in the ring. Because I'm not wrestling death, okay? Because he'll chew me up and spit me out. Because he was an animal. So that's when I tagged Nord. Now, John Nord at the time had had three matches. And uh, he had had one in Minnesota. And then he came and did TV. You know? So he was fresh. Mm. And Nord's about 300. Oh, he was 6'9", 310, 315. He could do the splits, you know? A freak, a genetic freak. And uh, we, me and Ted would tag and let them in, and then we'd, like, hold on to the ropes and lean back because we didn't <laughs> want to get hit by a body part or anything, you know, because <laughs> it was a thud, thud, boom, <laughs> thud, thud, boom. Yeah, man, some great tag matches that we had, man. And uh, working with Ted, with me and him, it was like a chess match. And, you know, I hear, I hear football players about, you know, quarterbacks talking about the game slows down. But Ted and I, it was like it was super slow motion. But it wasn't. Right. And we'd just flow. My reaction, his reaction. You know, he'd think of a move and he'd do it, and I would think of a counter for it. And it was so much fun. Of course, back then, you had time to have fun in the ring. Because your matches were usually 30 minutes, you know, and uh, you were a main event or a semi, and it was up to you to go out there and put on a great show. And and you also, like, I, I this is kind of stuff I studied. I studied those two together. Yeah. Because it really was like, like you were working with yourself. Yeah. It was kind of like when I would work with Canyon, because we'd come up together, and he's at a, he actually, you know, had more time than I did, much younger, but it would flow together like you guys. So easy. Yeah, and, and like this, this stuff you do, like just working the arm, you could work the arm and have the people going crazy and really never get off the arm for 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Dallas, why was Ted the perfect counterpart for him? Just the size, everything. Yep. But everything, just the athletic, you know, ability, um, the realness, the believability. When you would watch those two guys out there, you know, they, they tit for tat isn't really the word, proper wording for it, but it was like whatever he did, he could get back. And and then when, when whoever took over, they worked it until it was time. It like literally... They knew, okay, now flip that back around. Like I watched Jake in the one match where he got up and you don't really see this because what had happened to him right before this, when he finally took over on Ted and he took the bump and he got up and he, and he's moving with that stagger movement and he's swaying almost like the trees do when the wind blows. Like there's little things like that. Like it's, when you watch a great movie, and um, when you go back and watch it again, you pick up shit oh, yeah. you didn't see before. Like I told you, I had 80 hours of Jake that a fan had given him 40 yeah. VHS tapes of him. 
And what that one, my favorite match of him and Ted, and it wasn't the one you sent me from the garden. It was, uh, it was just, they, they were wrestling at the garden that night. And if you had garden TV or whatever it was, you got, it. You got that match. No one, no one else saw it unless you had your subscription to the garden. And this is a match. If they took six bumps in 20, 25 minutes, it was a lot. But they had them all over because of the the back and forth, but the the selling that made it believable. Chess match. Yeah, and when I see shit like like what I call today the swaying trees, I'm like, fuck, I miss that. Like, there's things that like I took a lot from Jake, but I took some from Dusty. I took some from Savage. But when you look at past the the moves that they're doing it's the little like what's his pinky doing right now yeah, yeah absolutely you know yeah. but when dusty did all dusty had to do with the jody hamilton who was one of the oh, greatest God. heels of all time yeah. him and his brother um um but mauler um but what were they called the assassins the assassins and jody comes out in a suit with a hood and Dusty's over there, they never get near each other. But as they're starting to, what their hands are doing and what their head is doing, people go crazy. Yeah. Not even paying attention to the match. No. Because they're in a hold and they're going crazy because of the little shit that they're doing. And, and the swag, Telegraphing. The, sw- the swaying of the trees. Like somebody who's listening to me out there, if you're working right now, Figure that out because when you come up from selling, it's all what you do after. We were talking about Steamboat a couple of weeks ago. Nobody did it better. Yeah. Like you want to watch guys like that. And what are they doing in between it? Like when 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 Ted would come through and put the, the million dollar sleeper hold on you, whatever yeah. he called that damn thing. The way Jake's arms are moving, he's not like just splaying them. It's like the son of a bitch is choking, he's going to yeah. grab him, and then so he chokes life, more and his arms open up. Life and death. Life and death. Life and death. Life and death. And and when you can really take what, what these kids are doing today oh, and, and you that mix that in. It'd be incredible. That's the next level of yeah, magic. I think so. Too. And, and I'll tell you, you started to see doing it. I've been putting them over for a long time now, but Brian Danielson. Oh God. Yeah. Is doing, he's doing stuff that nobody else is doing. He's got all the moves. He can talk his ass off now with anybody. He's believable as hell. You know, at five foot eight, you know, 200 pounds. I wouldn't fuck you know, with him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's as bad. Oh, did you hear a story about him? Did you hear what happened? This guy is, I love this guy. Him and his beautiful wife, Bree, get home from going store shopping or something. And there's oh, two yeah. burglars yeah. in the house. This was a few years ago. And yeah. bringing, they see them. They probably recognize them, right? They shit themselves. They drop <laughs> their shit and take off. And Brian friggin' caught the one, which means the other one's caught now too. Yeah. And he puts him in the submission hold. Oh God. Until the cops That's not right. I feel sorry for the burglar. <laughs> so the cops get so I, I can't believe I just remembered that the oh idea. Oh my God. But like I say, that kid's doing something that if you go back six years ago or whatever it was, where he has to stop wrestling. 
Yeah. And because of concussions. Yeah. And the, when I saw him back at WrestleMania, I went directly to him because you heard me talking about it the other day. When I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is go into a hyperbaric chamber, yeah. which is 15 PSI, which takes me 40 feet below sea level. And then I'm breathing pure oxygen while I'm reading, working on inspirational stuff for Motivational Mondays for the DDP Yoga Now app or Fabulous Fridays or something on that. When I, he get it, it takes the oxygen to the brain when you get past 12 PSI, which is like 30 people below sea level. The bottom line is when I got there, that was the first thing I did. I walked up to him. I said, dude, great to see you back. I go, how did you do it? And he looked at me and he said, I buried chamber. I go, I thought so. You know, because that's the only way you could have cleared your brain and started to heal your brain from all the concussions. And look at him today. He's amazing. The kids, he's amazing. I mean, he's, and he's doing all that little shit. Too. He's playing smarter. And he's only, he's only going to get better. Yep. And he's only going to yep. get better. And the other guys are going to see him do that. Yeah. And little by little. Oh, he's teaching. Yeah. He's yeah. teaching while he's there. They're yeah. going to no do doubt. it. They're I, gonna I see it. him talking to people all the time. And I'm really happy that he's talking to Jade. You know? Yes. Yeah, he's helping train Jade Cargill. Yes. Yes. And she's learning. She's a stud. Oh my God. She, she if she yeah. ever gets to that level. She will. She will. She got a, an insane workout. Yeah. Look out, guys, because yeah. she could flip over and be in the men's division. Yeah. She's a third. And the guys player. would be pissed. <laughs> and she came over and did DDPO this a couple times. Yeah. You know, nice. and uh, you know, and, and the whole thing is she she's a sponge. Like they put her out there really fast. Yeah. And it's I'm so I, I did not know that uh that uh, Brian was uh, yeah. was helping her, uh, yeah. and you couldn't have a better guy helping you. Yeah. yeah, I remember when Stephen Regal, he had just got to the company, and I was there. Was, they were here in Atlanta, and Stephen said, "Come on, I want you to meet somebody." And he brought me over, introduced me to him, and said, "Watch this kid; he's going to be one of the best in the business." And he was right. He ended right up now, doing I all think, right. For I him. think overall, everything, you know, sixty minute Broadways, the whole deal. I think he's the best in the business right now. That's what I think. My just my opinion. Yeah, my I agree entirely. Well, he learned from the greats like Jake and like Ted. And really? Ted came over to the World Wrestling Federation in 1987, doing the Million yeah. Dollar Man moniker. And the rumor which has was, it, which was Vince's. Gimmick. That's exactly what I was just about to ask you about. Let's talk about yeah. that. Uh, where do you remember the Million Dollar Man? Got first class. Now that's what I wanted to ask. That's freaking right. I was so pissed. You can't fly him in the back. No, not with his gimmick. <laughs> How yeah. much heat? Oh, God. The- <laughs> oh, God. He had so much freaking heat. Uh, and, and poor Virgil is in the back. Uh, and who's getting the bullshit? Virgil. Oh, my God. I, I just seen Virgil this last week, and I just want to throw some love out there to that guy. I love man. that guy. He's a good he, guy. He went through a lot. Yeah. And uh, he's... He's still positive, man. And yeah. uh, seeing this weekend played with my heart quite a bit because, uh, you know, seeing him not being able to lift the one arm. Oh, he didn't. Is that strokes. I didn't know that. Yes. Two of them. Well, I, I want to ask all you guys out His there. His arms are like that big around, man. I want to ask all you guys out there who are, you know, fans of both of us. You know, you see Verge out there. That's his, that's his income. Go you know, get over there. Get, I don't care if you got it already. Yeah. Get over there and get 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 a picture with him. Help him and, out. Man. Help him out. Help him out. You know, he's a good guy. He's oh, yeah. a really 
good guy. He's a smart guy yeah. too. Not many people know that. He went to the University of Pittsburgh in math. Mm, wow. But he couldn't pick a winning football team to save his life. <laughs> <laughs> I used to back in the day when I was wrestling 10, I used to mm. bet with Virgil. And, and if I wanted, if I wanted to bet the Cowboys, what I would do was say, hey man, you know I'm from Dallas, so I gotta have the Cowboys. No, no, I'm taking the Cowboys. This is good, you sucker. I'm taking no no no, I'm switching, I'm switching, I'm switching. And he would switch and he would lose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and he got to where the playoffs, brother, we're playing thousand dollars a game. Oh wow. So it was like on the first first uh first round of the playoffs, we're talking eight grand. Wow. And one weekend I hit him for every one. So the deal was he the deal is I can talk shit about me beating you until you pay me. <laughs> so he'd come in the locker That's room. That's a good psychology. He's, he's beeline it for me. Uh, I run from him. <laughs> I run from him and say, hey guys, if you need to make a house payment, that virtual football game. <laughs> and it was so much fun. And of course, I put the snake down his pants and did some horrible things to him. How important was he, Jake, to Ted's act at that time? He was very important. I think so, too. He gave Ted an out. That's what they're for. Yeah. You know, uh, you don't want to give Ted the final beat down. So you let him escape and let the let Virgil take the beat down, such as the snake. You know, the whole thing with me was the DDT and putting the snake on you. Yeah. So with our matches, if I hit Ted with the DDT, Virgil would save him from the snake, and I put the snake on Virgil. So he was very important. Very important. Yeah, yo, like one of my favorite moments. And everybody who ever watched back then is going to go, oh, my God, yeah, mine too, is when he did the basketball thing. Oh, my God, that was brutal. And he did it. the ball. With RVD. Yep. RVD's the kid. Yep. Who's eight or nine. You didn't know that, Jake? No. No, it's RVD. Oh, my I mean, God. You talk about something. And That's oh, what's wrong two, with him. Two Hall <laughs> of Famers. Now just imagine that. Oh okay, the kid's God. eight. The other guy's freaking 28, whatever. And they're both Hall of Famers. Oh, Incredible. my God. Like, Incredible. really high up Hall of Famers. Ted, you're my hero. Oh my God. <laughs> Just for kicking the ball. Oh my God. I mean, oh everybody God. like seven, eight, boom. He kicked. I didn't even let it get to 10. Man. Oh, in the face. Oh my God. Like Rob sold it. Like, I mean, like any kid who would, you know, I mean, bring that make you cry. Oh, you know, Ken had to do something in the back with those kids at some point or something. I don't know, bro. I know. I, know. I like, I never asked them that. I never I asked know them the that. shoot. The, the the one that was a shoot was the, the swimming pool. Which one was that one? There was a pool full of kids, and Ted and them went up and paid the guy off to get them all out. That's amazing. And then Ted <laughs> and Virgil got in the pool. <laughs> and they're all on the outside holding them to the fence. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's so simple, but it's so different than anything anybody else was doing, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And, and how, how dare you? Fuck with these kids, you know. Yeah, I mean that to me. To me, psychology one hundred and one. If you look at the, I don't give a frig what year, 60s, 70s, 80s. To me, 
one of the most entertaining gimmicks. Forget the work in the ring. This is real workers off the chart. Yeah. The most and one of the most entertaining gimmicks is the million dollar man. Yeah. Because of things like that. Well, it's it's a natural hate position. Yeah. Because we're all jealous. Right. And the laugh always yeah. accentuated. Oh, God, yeah, that laugh. You want to shove your fist down his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. It is so good, but you guys really, you kicked off the majority of your work in the World Wrestling Federation in 1989. That That's like the heat of, and some of the best work you do, period, in yeah, yeah. WWF, in my opinion, uh, is with Ted DiBiase, at least. And it really goes from about April 89, and you're going over, you're working with him a lot. And you revisit the feud in September where it turns into you going over via DQ. You guys are going back and forth. You're trading the heat. And eventually it takes you to Survivor Series 89 where the Hulkamaniacs, which is Axe, Hulk Hogan, yourself, and Smash defeating the Million Dollar Team, Ted DiBiase, the Barbarian, the Warlord, and Zeus. What do you remember about that? Well, this gives me an opportunity to tell a snake story. Let's hear it. (laughs) Vince McMahon came to me and said, Jake, I've got a vision. Okay, what is it? Can you get Albert, who was a snake guy, to get a bigger snake? So, because this vision was going, oh, this is going to be awesome. I want Hogan to hold the head. You behind Hogan holding another part. And then Demolition holding some more parts back there. Can he find a big enough snake? I'm like, well, I'm sure he can. He said, well, get it done. So then I started thinking about it. <laughs> that son of a bitch is trying to kill my gimmick. How dare him let Hogan hold the head? Mm. You know, and if you're my, not if you're not watching the video, Jake is drinking. Yes, moment right now. <laughs> he uh, isn't drinking. I'm thinking he's imitating. He's, he's mimicking my me. Yes, drinking because yes. it helps my thought process fuck up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so now I've gotten to the point of that son of a bitch is trying to kill my gimmick. Albert, what can we do? Well, Jake, he wants a big snake. I, I, I know I can get this one big snake. Do it. Jake, you don't understand. This is a really big snake. He wanted a big one. Let's get him a big one. Are you sure he won't use it? Oh, I'm positive he won't use this one. So we go to Richville Coliseum, Survivor Series. Now Vince is wanting to time everybody going to the ring, the entrances. That's very important when you're doing a show. So now it's time for the Hulkamaniacs. Then says, Jake, where's Albert? I said, well, he's here somewhere. He said, we'll find him. We need the snakes so we can do this walkthrough. Okay. So I go find Albert. Now, I haven't talked to Albert. And I said, Albert, we need the snake. He goes, it's right back there. It's in the back. Where? In that crate over there. What? That crate? <laughs> A little too big, isn't it? No, barely fit. What? Because this crate is like five feet tall, four or five feet wide. Oh, my. So he starts pry barring the nails out of the top of it and gets about halfway around. 
and all of a sudden the fucking top of that thing goes exploding away and the head of this snake is this big around which meant the body was like this and it's coming out albert runs and jumps on it throws his legs around it and his arms around it the snake picks him up and slams him to the concrete albert's out He's out. Are you serious? I swear to God. This sounds like a movie. <laughs> oh, brother. And now the snake's still, co- it's still coming out. Vince is going, get that fucking thing out of here. <laughs> Hogan is left. <laughs> the thing is 29 feet. Really? 29 feet? pounds. It could swallow a human being. So how do you get them back in the fucking... Brother, there's about eight of us that fucking just went and laid on it. And then Albert came to and we fucking pushed that son of a bitch back in there. It was the scariest fucking moment of my... Man, I've never seen anything that big, brother. I mean, his head was that fucking big. When he opened his mouth, man, holy shit, the fangs were like that. It was like a movie, like you said. So I guess you guys didn't carry. We didn't thing. carry that one, <laughs> but I did carry one over my shoulder. <laughs> I uh, won that. Round. Yeah, I good thing you kept round. you kept the gimmick at the end of the day. So there you go. Not everybody's supposed to be afraid of the damn snake, right? That's no. what, that was my fucking deal. Yeah. Now you're gonna put Hogan up there holding like it's no fucking big deal, right? Right. And a tag team. What the fuck, man? Well, the million dollar title then becomes the focal point of what you guys are feuding over. Yeah. Um, before we, we got about 20 ish, 25 more minutes here before we get into the MSG trilogy, because I think it's so great. Uh, what do you think of utilizing a belt that he made for himself, for his character? How is that as a storytelling device and as a heat device? Oh, that's, that's great, man. That's, that's perfect. That is perfect. You know, I mean, you put something up there cause he's blowing off the, you know, the world championship and saying this, and it looks so much better with all the diamonds and the gold and, you know, million dollar belt. And, you know, poor, poor Virgil again, he was put in control of that. And they would get on an airplane and they'd put it above, you know? And I remember getting off a plane in uh, Fresno, California. And uh, we went to get a rental car. And Virgil had walked up and told Ted, here's the belt. I'm getting the luggage. And Ted went and Virgil went to get the luggage. And Ted goes up to sign the papers and stuff. And I seen the thing down there and I just snatched it and left. <laughs> I go to the hotel, the Holiday Inn. The boys. You know, <laughs> and I got it sitting on my table. And I'm watching Ted and Virgil drive up in a car, and Ted is still reaming his ass. <laughs> of course, now Ted's already switched it around. No, Virgil, you did not give it to me at the yeah, desk, you know, because he's got to take the heat, you know. And then they see me at the belt, of course, and everybody popped. Is <laughs> that Virgil? You know, you know, to me, there, there's another guy. When I look at guys that should have been world champions, you know, that never were. I think yeah. of course you, yeah. Ted, Ted would have been a great champ. Ted, of course, yeah. Ted, uh, Roddy. Yeah. Um, um, guys had another name. It'll come to me in a minute, but perfect. You know, per- you know, perfect. Mr. Perfect. You know I mean? It would have been unbelievable. You know, it's just certain guys. Cause again, it was a long time. Mary Horowitz. You know, that could have, <laughs> I just saw him the other day. 
Um, I love that guy. Yeah, great guy. Um, but uh, you know, there with having the million dollar belt. Yeah, he really didn't need it, but he should have had the other one. Yeah, you know, he should have gotten a run with it. He would have. He would have carried it real well, and it would have been that old style heat. Right. You know, yep. we're all. You know, if, if you're trying to make money, you put the belt on the heels because yeah. fans don't want to watch the baby face get beat for the belt. Nope. You know, and, and that, that was my argument with Vince all the time is, why don't you put the belt on somebody and let Hogan chase him? It's not the way we do it here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that becomes the impetus of your feud with the million dollar man, because you are chasing the million dollar title from him. Right. And you guys have this trios or the series of three matches, this trilogy, I should say at Madison square garden yeah. uh, that Dallas was alluding to earlier. The first match is November 25th, 1989 on the MSG network where yeah. you defeat Ted via disqualification. So that leads to a no DQ match a month later at MSG where you win clean, uh, but you, you're not getting the championship. You can't escape with the championship. You'd have one more match for the million dollar title and Ted wins via count out. But then a few days later, Jake on superstars of wrestling, you steal the belt from him anyway. It's yeah, great. Shit. Well, let me back up. Let me just back up. What I love about that. When I, I hated DQs, I fucking hated them. Mm-hmm. Unless it led to real, something. Well, yeah, it's going to lead to something, but more than anything, unless Jake's still going to get in there and be able to DDT him. Yeah. There you so go. as long as that happens, nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. Because you know, I, I didn't mind doing the job. Like, fuck me in the finish, but you're getting hit with a cutter afterwards. Right. You know? Give and then, then the people get, then that's all they need. They don't need to hear won or lost because you get caught with a cutter and you lay there. Good. Well, you you go to DDT. Boom. The bottom line is the fan comes to the show to have a good time. All right. The last thing you want is 20,000 people leaving the arena pissed off because their star didn't get to do their signature gimmick. Right. That's what you came to see. You paid to see yeah. that in live. Oh, my God. Live. <laughs> I seen Jake put that damn snake on. I seen Jake hit him with the D. Oh, it was fucking fabulous. It'll be like Shaq, not fucking Tomahawk Duncan on a yeah. bunch of guys yeah. back in his day. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just eating guys alive. Yeah, you know? or, or pulling himself in the first quarter saying, I just don't feel it. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I'm now these out. days, now these days, he needs to rest. Yeah. If I had a fucking ticket, I would be livid. Yeah. I'd be fucking you motherfuckers. Yeah. You're making what 20 million a year and you're tired. Oh my God. I feel so bad for well, you. Know, you know, and this and you know this because you you are yeah. a gambler when it comes. It's a chess game with these. It it's not, the football is the same thing. It is. Like we'll we'll never see that <laughs> undefeated. If Brady didn't do it, nobody's doing it. You know, I don't think we're ever going to see that Miami thing ever get beat. Team again. Yeah, no. I don't think. I don't think. Well, we'll I think it. free agency took that away from us. Yeah, I guess that would be a, a lot. To you do know that. Yeah. You know, we'll never see a guy. Not very often come in with a team and stay with that team his whole career. Who's going to take care of your family. If something happens to you, what would they do without your income? If you don't have a plan, you need to go to goliathlife.com. Get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms you're in total control, but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to goliathlife.com. 
Yeah, you know, it's pretty amazing that the, that the big boy friggin' uh, you know, for uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh. You know that that he he stayed went the whole time. Yeah, you know, it's no. very rarely do you see it. Very you only rare. see him there. He still got another couple of years, but he. He he still did, yo. Know, he he was at the end of it. He was beat oh, up. Yeah. He had a hell of a run. Hell of a run. A he hell of a run. Have left a year earlier, but yeah, hey, man, I would be the same way, man. Yeah. I mean, my God, I remember when it was time for me to quit. I didn't want to hear that shit. I got one more match. I got one more match. I did not have. I did not have. <laughs> Could I do the DDT? Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Sort of. Kinda. <laughs> but I can't get in there and go. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing for a wrestler is when it's time to go. You know, I remember my first rehab trip. My psychologist said, you know, I'm not really worried about your drug problems. I'm worried about what you're going to do when the show is over. And he was right. Because when the sh- I let the show get away from me, I had nothing. And that's when I really went off the deep end. And the most beautiful part is, is when if you've never seen Resurrections on Amazon Prime, yeah. bring in, we go to see Mick Foley because he's doing stand up at the comedy shop here in friggin' Atlanta. And me, Scott, Jake, and Garrett was with us and Dylan. Dylan. Yeah, we all we all went. And Jake's, we're watching, we're 10 minutes in. He looks at me and goes, I can do this. I can do that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, of course you can. And he, but in the beginning, his first couple of shows, he didn't put the work in. So they weren't the greatest shows. But as soon as he started putting the work in, they got better and better and better. Yeah. Then he had freaking 15 different shows. Yeah. You know? And then, like, again, we talk about it all the time because of camp. First of all, the network is like, and now it's on Peacock. It's yeah. made a, it's, it's, it's classic rock. Thank you. You know, it's given all of the guys who life. lived in upper lives in the 80s and the 90s. Another run. All over it, but it's going to keep us going till the day we die. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's crazy. but and, and and unfortunately, there's not many of us left either. No. no. You know, it's, so it's just a select handful of guys that are still left. The great learning process for Ted and I both, and from the guys in our era, was the territory. In that territory, you went to New Orleans every week on Monday. You couldn't take the same show there every week. Not today. You had to move. You had to, your your match had to change. And which caused us to add to our repertoire, you know? Yeah. And get better and get better. Better storytelling. Very, much better storytelling because you could not go out and do the same thing. Right. How many times can you body slam this son? Sure. You know, and um, Ted and I both, we, God, back in back in the day, man, we probably wrestled each other 40, 50 times in those towns, you know? Well, all of and this. paid off in the WWE. Specifically, WrestleMania six. You right. guys have a chance to wrestle one last time for that million dollar yeah. championship. Yeah. And Ted wins via count out after some tomfoolery from Virgil, but that's sure. not what I think about when I think about that match. Think about Mary Tyler Moore, the hundred dollar bill. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think about the promo before him that Jake the yeah. Snake Roberts. That was a great promo. I think it's one of the greatest promos of its era. 
And I, I tweeted about it earlier today. I said every single baby face, whether they're assigned with a company or on an independent promotion, needs to go watch this promo. You don't take any shortcuts. You're super intense. What do you remember about that backstage promo with me and Gene Okerlund? I remember coming up with that line via a book. I cannot for my life remember the name of the book. But that lot, my brain's brain farting me right now. The line with uh, wallowing in the muck of, mm-hmm. of avarice, of avarice, a victim of your own yeah, greed, wallowing in the muck of avarice. Yes. Now that line is being turned into a movie. Really? Yeah. And I get to play the top lead heel. Are you serious? Who turns babyface? Yeah. It's in China. Oh, that one you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And because of the pandemic, of course, it's been pushed back. And I'm so excited to do it because it's dealing with something near and dear to my heart for sure. And I know your heart too, because you got such a good heart about barriers. Um, it's in the, it's placed in the time of the 1880s, I believe when they're building the railroads across the nation right? Yep. and they're using all the Chinese mm-hmm. and the Chinese are being treated subhuman oh, and bad, bad. below. Yeah. And I'm a gunslinger who's getting pretty close to the end because things are changing and the railroads changing them, man, you know, right. right. And I get shot. I'm in bad shape in this family who is on their way to go work for the railroads, takes me in and starts taking care of me via my gun. I'm making them take care of me. In the process of them taking care of me and me abusing them, I start to look at them as humans. Are these Chinese people? Yes. Mm. Can't talk English, but yet the actions speak all the words. And I'm so excited to do this. It's awesome. To fall in, to start to fall in love with these people as humans, to a point that when I get healthy, we get to the railroads, and I won't allow them to be mistreated <laughs> via the gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very cool. pumped to do it and to use that as the name. It was so awesome, and you know, of course, they gave me an extra rub with the money. You know, I shoved the snake down Virgil's pants again, and. Um, we had one night the snake went all the way through the end, you know, and I got in a tug of war with the snake trying to get it out of his pants, which Virgil hates. He hated me for that shit. And I get it. I would too if somebody shoved a big python head in my shorts. But I could roll out of the ring and I got this money and they tell me to hand it out. Now, great question. I wanted to know, because I remember this. I didn't know if it was real or not. It's Obviously, real. it's real. Oh, yeah. How much did they give you? Grand? Oh, it's like 2000 Two thousand, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember I the one girl going, "That's that's a real hundred dollar yeah. bill." And yeah. I gave I gave Mary Tyler more, like three hundred, <laughs> like which was that. a big pop for me because I loved her. I loved her. That's you awesome. Know, who, who did not love, love Mary, Mary Tyler great. Moore? She was great. You know, from Dick Van Dyke on. Uh, you know, she was the perfect sweetheart, man. Yeah. And they, I handed it out, and of course, when I got the bag, they said you handed it all out. And I said, "Yep." And I still had like six, 1400 left. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a good time that night. That's awesome. That's 
Hey guys, and we're going to put it up here, but watch it seven times over. It's one of the greatest promos you're ever going to watch. The match is a lot of fun. And it's it's really the last time you get to work with Ted on that yeah. stage. And eventually he makes his way to WCW Dallas. And he's revealed as the fourth member of the NWO. It's a different iteration of Ted. And uh, his tenure isn't looked back upon in super great light. It just it never seemed like he was able to catch on in quite the same way, obviously, on the back end of his career. What do you make best, of this one? Ted was best in a single situation where all the focus was his work in the ring and so on. I can, in a group, he, he fades. Well, you know, and I think also that that it was so strong, those first three guys. And yeah. Bischoff, you know, that, that whole NWO thing started in my garage. Like, in my garage, me and him drinking beers, and Scott, he's got Scott Halls coming in. So Bish was such a huge part of that, like the brainchild. And now, had gangs been done before? Yeah, but not like not this. Like this. Not the way you bring Scott and Kevin, and then they kill everyone for a year and a half. And then at the right at the top of it, Hulk turns. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. you can't have anything better Another than that. Another super boost. And, and and Bish also, if you remember. His turn. Yeah, yeah, but he but he loved being a heel. Oh, he is he, a heel. Yeah, but you know, it, it is a now people get to see him who, who the guy I saw, because he's a really amazing human being. Yeah. But he's He's guys to himself. Like when he was at WWE, he just, he just read by himself, you know, until they wanted him to come. And if they wanted to put him over, they put him over. If they wanted to humiliate him, he didn't care. It's a character. But a he, lot of guys don't like that. Yeah. Right? They feel like, oh, that motherfucker thinks he's better than us. But, Why won't he come do it? Fuck you. I know that. I know that jealousy. So the, the bottom line is this was his baby. And as things went on, Ted was probably supposed to probably be in that spot, but Ted couldn't have done what, when I say couldn't have done what Eric did, taking the bumps, taking the, like Eric took, he's the first one. He's the first boss to be beaten up. Yeah. You know, like Ted, Vince never did that until he saw Eric. And that's what made, you know, Vince, me and Dusty would always talk about the greatest heel ever. Vince McMahon. Yeah. And it was probably one of the greatest characters because you go from babyface to heel and baby and back in the same night. But without Eric Bischoff doing that, I don't think Vince ever does that. I think, no, I don't think I don't, so there's never an Austin McMahon match. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't exist without Big Kev power slamming, or I should say, you know, doing his, his finish, the power bomb through the stage. And everybody went, whoa. That's the first time you saw any of that kind of stuff. And yeah. you've seen it with wrestlers because nobody did more crazy stuff than Mick and Terry Funk. Yeah. You know, like, right. Nobody did crazy stuff. <laughs> right. right. But Bischoff was a regular human being who just got picked up by a seven foot friggin' 330 pound guy and just tossed through the floor. So you see, Ted, Ted could never have he that wouldn't be for Ted. Plus, sure. he'd already taken all his bumps. Yeah. You know what I mean? He already taken a ball. Yeah. Well, eventually Ted gets inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, where do you guys think his legacy sits at the end of the day? 
I think, uh, to me, I think he's one of the greatest athletes ever in our business. He's one of the, I think one of the best heels. I think he, I think he's one of the best characters. Yeah, and one of the best workers. <laughs> like I said, like there, there's little things I stole from Ted too. Like you know, remember he'd have you, he'd have you all the way down in reverse chin lock, and have you down, and then he'd kick his feet go, straight up in the air. Yeah. Yeah, and, and come down. Go, down. Yep. Mm-hmm. go back and look at me and Johnny oh. be bad. My arms would shoot out, my legs would go stiff. That right. was like it's such a small thing. Right. Such a small thing, but it, it meant Little so much. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but absolutely. but I but I never saw anybody else do that before. Now I started doing it because Ted. You know, and there's so many little things I took from Ted, but I you know, I think Ted was one of the greatest characters yeah. ever. I know he's the greatest character that was believable because that son of a bitch, six foot four, 265 pounds. That son of a bitch is believable as hell. And he could go. And I think he'll go down as one of the best, you know, and, and to me, you know, he is underrated. (laughs) I agree. He was a a consummate deal. Yeah. It's great. In all all facets, you know, he had the voice, he had the gimmick. And he pushed it in the ring, man. He, yeah. you know, he was a great, great, I call him a great mechanic. Yeah. He could put all the parts together and he could put it together. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating, Jake. And we both noticed there's a lot of guys are great mechanics who never make it. Right. Ted DiBiase was a great mechanic who had the look. Yeah. The size, the rap, and the gift. <laughs> what the, the charisma, the man. Comp- my greatest compliment from Ted was me being allowed to lead our matches. That's awesome. He let me lead. Awesome. Because he knew that I was going to take it a weird direction and come back there anyway. He, he really enjoyed me doing that. I mean, He didn't even have to think those nights. He would come to me before television and, and want something different to do with the job guy. And I'd give him little things to do. And he'd go out and execute them perfect. But, you know, sometimes you get bored. And uh, some guys just have a natural knack of being able to come up with these quirks and stuff. And I'm, I was that guy. I don't know if it's because of whatever I was doing or just a natural gift. All I know is it takes a great heel to make you like Jake the Snake Roberts. But damn, man, <laughs> were you a great baby face with him? It was just it was perfect chemistry and it was, even, uh, it was great business. You guys did awesome stuff. You know, we, I remember walking back from, you know, to the locker rooms and sitting down and you're sweating your ass off. And the other guy walk in, we just look at each other and go, and we're still getting paid. <laughs> you know, and it's like, how, how can we be paid for doing what we just did? Because we loved yeah. it so much. That's a beautiful. I, I would do it. I would have done it for nothing. And there were lots of times that I did, <laughs> yeah. you know, like television. You know, he was talking about the hundred and something dollars he got bullshit. Go to the WWE back in those days. We got 50 bucks for doing three tapes and no hotel room and no rental car. <laughs> mm. Well, this was a great, great look back at the career. Ted DiBiase. I love hearing those stories. Awesome program. Go check it out. Go out of your way. Uh, if you haven't already, guys, uh, great stuff here, guys. Um, there we go, man. I'm telling you, man, it, like I, I love just sitting back and listening to you tell stories. It's yeah. such a blast oh. for me. So I'm so appreciative of that. Um, appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. Uh, Cameo.com, guys. Give DDP yeah. and Jake some love. 
get yeah. your personalized video messages from them. You got the athletic greens there in front of you, Dallas. Yep. Still here, man. Again, try them out. Uh, I loved it. So uh, I'm doing them. I like them. And I'm not going to tell you to do something I don't do myself. So it's uh, it's cheaper to buy into the fresh squeezed organic juice, which I still drink that too. Anybody suffering out there with addiction, man, reach out. I'll try to help you. Hell yeah. Good. Hell yeah, guys. You don't have to go that way. You don't, man. Incredible stuff as always, gentlemen. We'll see you next week here on DDP Snake Pit. Who we got next week? We're going we're gonna to chat. We're going to talk about it's it. It's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret. We'll see you next time here, guys, right here on Podcast. Yeah, <laughs>